Again, good morning, everyone. We welcome everyone here to our morning to our worship service uh, on this beautiful Lord's Day morning <clears throat> that God has blessed us with. So we are thankful to be uh, in the land of the living. God given us this day to worship Him on this Lord's Day. <clears throat> Again, excuse my voice. I'm still trying to get there, uh, but it's good to see everybody here this morning. <clears throat> if you are a visitor. We want to welcome you here uh, with us this morning. I want to see a couple of unfamiliar faces, so uh, we're happy to have, again, all of our visitors uh, that are here with us. We do want to always present ourselves in a, in a friendly fashion, so uh, thankful God to everyone that God has allowed us to be here on this day. Uh, there were several that were out, and uh, uh, no sister Walker was out last week. Glad you're feeling better. Uh, and God has been with you. <clears throat> Reminder again, check your cell phones. Make sure that they are off or on silent <clears throat> as we have assembled to give God reverence. Make sure we have no disturbances during our worship service times. <clears throat> our announcements. Uh, Brother Robert McLean and Sister Stacy McLean in Asia, they are all out of town this weekend, uh, scheduled to be back tomorrow, so keep them in prayer for traveling grace. <clears throat> we learned that Sister Baskerville is back in the hospital again. Uh, she came, she went in either Tuesday or Wednesday, but she is in St. Thomas uh, West Hospital, room number 731. Uh, she's having a a lot of pain and said uh, for us church please keep me in prayer as we talked to her this morning she's in a lot of pain so let's keep her in prayer uh, she's had a battle uh, for the last couple of years folks so let's keep her in prayer we have a new member I'm not sure if he's here yet uh, I don't somebody pointing okay not yet we have a new member uh, uh, just as I speak, raise his hand. There you go. That is a new member, Jonathan Leagues Jr., was baptized Friday right here at Lawrence Avenue. Uh, Jonathan is the grandson of Sister Judy Leagues. So if you've heard her ever talk about Baby J, that's Baby J. 6 1, that's Baby J. <laughs> Uh, welcome, uh, Jonathan, to the family of Christ here at Lawrence Avenue. Uh, you are in good hands. Uh, you are now in direct contact with God. So we want to welcome you, uh, encourage you continually to stay in the faith. We'll be getting with you on various things. But welcome to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Our sympathy goes out to Sister Deborah Bell, who lost her cousin, Thelma Emerson uh, Chantlin, I believe it's if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Scantlin, let's see, Scantlin, uh, who passed away last week. Arrangements at this time are incomplete. <clears throat> Brother Joseph Webster is out of town this weekend, and let's keep him in prayer for traveling grace also. <clears throat> the funeral service for Sister Minnie Gift's nephew uh, John Christopher Triplin Ellis will be today at the Highland Hills 
funeral home, <clears throat> visitation at 2 to 3, and a funeral to follow at 3 p.m. And our sympathy and condolences go out to that family as well. <clears throat> we encourage all to take part in our weekly Bible classes. Uh, always, we again, we appreciate the teachers uh, for your dedication. Uh, at 9 a.m. on Lord's Day each morning, our Bible study, and then on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and also at 7 p.m. Uh, for our morning and evening Bible classes on, on Wednesdays, and also the conference call Bible study on seven at 7.15 p.m. also on Wednesdays. So no reason not to miss Bible classes, folks. No reason we encourage you to take part. Brother Taylor Moore is asking for our prayers. He will be traveling out of town on Tuesday and asking for our prayers. The Brotherhood, <clears throat> Brotherhood Churches of Christ annual picnic uh, will be, which is a ministry of the Nashville Churches of Christ, will be Saturday, July the 22nd, that is, it's coming Saturday, at 10 a.m. until 2 at the uh, West Park shelter on Monroe Avenue, West Nashville. Devotion will begin at 11 a.m. followed by lunch. All are invited to attend. Bring your favorite dessert. All other food and drinks will be provided. It will be on the shelter. All are encouraged to attend. So if you would like to attend, that invitation is open this coming Saturday morning from 10 to 2 p.m. If you are needing transportation, call Brother Ernest Davis and he'll take you on the van. <clears throat> Recognizing our youth and their academic achievements for the past school term, this flyer is also on the back table. For our youth, July the Saturday, July the 29th through Lord's Day the 30th. Saturday 29th activities and lunch are free for youth pre-K to 18. So anyone else outside of that, your food and accommodations must be paid for on your own. But for our youth, pre-K to 18, your lunch and activities are paid for through the youth fund. It will take place at the Hermitage Strike and, Strike and Spare on Lebanon Pike. That is from 11, 11 to 1. Yes, it begins at 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Hermitage Strike and Spare on Lebanon Pike. Lunch following that will be at the Golden Corral immediately following the 1 p.m. Uh, outing. So lunch will leave Strike and Spare, go right down the street to the Golden Corral for lunch. Again, paid for for the youth. On Sunday the 30th, the recognition ceremony will take place immediately following morning service. So folks, we want to encourage all that can take part in this, uh, especially Lord's Day. Uh, we want to recognize our young people for their accomplishments. And if you can give them any kind of encouragement, give them your encouragement by support, uh, because that means a lot. So after service, be prepared on that day, the 30th, to stay for a while. The ceremony is never long. It's just a recognition to allow them to see we support you in your efforts. 
So let's make sure we do that Lawrence Avenue on the 29th and the 30th. Again, a flyer is on the back table. Order of service, singing, Brother Michael Jackson, scripture and prayer, Brother James King, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Trenton Moore, and our closing prayer, Brother Taylor Moore. Collection, Brother Tyrone Moore, and Brother Danny Gift. Uh, we thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare for our morning worship service. For our first song selection this morning, we will all know it's page 826. That is page 826. I'll be listening. Page 826. All found. Let us all sing. When the Savior calls, I will answer. When he calls for me, I will hear. When the Savior calls, I will answer. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Yes, I'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening for my name yes for my name i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening for my name if my heart is right when he calls me, if my heart is right, I will hear. If my heart is right, when he calls me, I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Yes, I'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening for my name yes for my name i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening i'll be somewhere listening for my name if my robe is white when he calls me, if my robe is white, I will hear. If my robe is white, when he calls me, I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Yes, I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Yes, for my name. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere 
listening for my name. Our next song will be taken from page 682. That is page 682. To God be the glory. Page 682. All found, let us all sing. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin. And open the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son. And give him the glory, great things he has done. Great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done. And great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But pure and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son. And give him the glory, great things he has done. We'll now be led in scripture reading and prayer. Good morning to everyone that we have not spoken to. Certainly hope that your day is one that will be a day of blessings from the hand of God himself. It's good to see those who were not with us last week. And we certainly are thankful that God have let us see a day we've never seen before. Any good? Amen. Somebody say God is good. All the time. Amen. Our scripture shall be taken from the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. When you have found it, say amen. amen. And amen. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10. And it reads as follows. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world. Sound familiar, don't it? According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, 
and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, Amen. not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Thus in the reading of our scripture, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his most holy and his divine word. Let us bow our heads. Our Father and our God, we come before you now once more and again. Our heads are bowed, our hearts are humbled in your great presence. We recognize that you are the God, the one and only true God, and the God of our salvation. Uh, we thank you for this day you've given unto us that we would live and move and have our being. Amen. We thank you, O oh Lord, uh, for leading us back to this place one more time where we would not forsake the assembly, but we would gather ourselves together as a unit to give praise to your name and to learn of thy great word. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus who came to this low-grounded valley suffered, bled, and died on a cruel and jagged cross that we all might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you for your engrafted word, which is able to build us up and grant unto us an inheritance among those who are sanctified. And then we thank you for your indwelling spirit who is able to lead and guide us from one good degree of grace to another. And we are compelled to ask ourselves, what would we do had it not been for your kindness and your forgiving nature towards us. We ask as we come, Lord, uh, that you would receive the efforts of our praise, uh, that we would uh, remind one another to lift up your name as high as possible. For you are God and you are great. We ask forgiveness for our numerous sins and our transgressions. And we would be remiss to say we've done no wrong, for the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would receive our thanks for the commodity that you've given unto us, the breakfast that we receive, the clothes on our backs that help our lives to be lived simply. And we thank you, O oh Lord, for all that you do and all that you have done. We ask as we bow, O oh Lord, the many things that are on our hearts and our minds, that you would look into our spirits, Master, and if you find anything that is not pleasing in your presence, we ask that you would cast it as far as the east is from the west, they may no longer plague us in this life nor condemn us when we stand before the judgment seat to give an account. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would help us to work toward our own improvement in your eyesight, to lay aside every sin which does so easily beset us that we may run with patience the race that is set before us. We come before thee, O oh Lord, as empty water pots before a full and glorious running fountain, knowing that you would fill us with love that flows from on high. We pray, O oh Lord, for those who are sick and are down pressed upon their beds of affliction, regardless as to what is wrong. Master, we know the, that all sickness is not unto death. Restore them to their much-wanted health, that they may relieve that place 
and return to the loved ones who are waiting upon them to come. We pray, O oh Lord, for our members who are in far off cities. We ask that you bless Brother Webster, be with him, return him back to us if it be your will safely and soundly, and we'll give your name the praise in advance. We ask a special blessing, O oh Lord, on this divine and fine place that you have established here at Lawrence Avenue. We ask that you bless us individually and that you would remember us collectively as we strive to work out our soul's salvation in fear and trembling. I ask a blessing on my mother who is on her way to the sanctuary. Pray, O oh Lord, for her safety. Thank you for her 90 years showing your goodness unto us. Master, we also ask that you would bless those who are bereaved, who've lost their loved ones, have them to know uh, that you are God and you do it good continually. Lift up their bowed down heads and give ease to their troubled minds. And then, Lord, lead and guide us from one good degree of grace to another. We know that we cannot make it except you guide us. Master, we pray that you would let our service be one that will lift up some soul and bring him to Christ. We thank you for the convert uh, that, Lord, you changed and baptized him in this place on Friday. We thank you, Lord, for the servant who administered the process. We just thank you, Lord, for all you've done so much for us, and we know that we cannot make it without you. We pray, O oh Lord, for your continued guidance upon us. Help us to walk the way that you would have for us to walk so that when the time comes for us to give up these lives, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account, we want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, that we may spend eternity in your gracious presence. We bow humbly and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus, and for your sake and for your purpose, we pray, let us all say amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be taken from page 781. I repeat, if you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be taken from page 781. <coughs> and before the message this morning, we'll all know it's page 372. That is page 372. Just a closer walk with thee. Page three, seven, two. All found? Let us all sing. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, this my plea. walk with thee through this world of toils and snares 
daughter, Lord, who cares? Who with me my burden shares? Let me walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, this my plea. Daily let it ever be. Just a closer walk with thee. When my feeble life is o'er, time for me will be no Guide me to that peaceful shore. Let me walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, this my plea. Daily let it ever be. Just a closer walk with Good morning. If God has walked with you this morning and has blessed you in some way, let me hear you say amen this morning. So what you're telling me is that God is a good God. Always has been, as we say, and, and always will be. It is evident by the fact that as a new day broke this morning, God looked down from the coast of heaven, still finding favor in us, has given us another opportunity to worship him as he has commanded, that being in spirit and in truth, he has given us another opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. Amen. You know, sometimes we say mama may have and papa may have, but God blessed the child that has his own. You know, mama or daddy can't get you into heaven. It is the understanding of that salvation that I'd like to speak upon this morning. So let's use for a topic this morning, understanding our salvation. I was just so delighted when I 
checked my phone and I saw that we had had an addition to the body. And you know Satan is not going to be happy. He's going to begin to work on you, my brother. So I want to make sure that you understand the importance of your salvation. The decision that you've made is a life-changing decision. It is a decision that now has given you an opportunity to make heaven your home. Everybody can say that. While everybody has the opportunity, in order for you to have the hope of making heaven your home, you need to be where you are this morning. And that is within the body of Christ. One of the problems or one of the flaws that we have in the religious world today is that people are constantly calling for people to be saved. But no one says or no one tells them what they're supposed to be saved from. Let that sink in. You hear it all day long. You need to be saved. And they leave it at that not telling you what it is you need to be saved from. So if I ran up to you on the street and I shook you and I said, hey, you need to be saved, but never told you what you need to be saved from, you look at me like I was crazy. But that's sometimes what we do. We impress it upon people. We, we, we beat it in the minds of people. You, you need to be saved but we never tell them why they need to be saved. What you need to do and what you need to be saved from. And when people don't get those answers, they ignore the message. Because see, if you don't give me all of the information, at one point, I'm going to turn you off because I'm no longer interested. When we tell people that they need to be saved, we need to tell them what the benefits are, as well as what the consequences are if you're not. So this morning, I, I, I want to look at and I want to tell you what the scriptures say. Because, uh, you know, uh, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 40, Peter told them, he said, now you need to save yourselves from this perverse, from this corrupt generation. Amen. And if we look around today, the world seems to be becoming more corrupt every day. So there truly is a reality in us serving the true and living God. Because see, he has something to offer that the world can't. But the way Satan gets us is, as we said before, Satan offers you something right now while heaven is to come. But the benefits of heaven far outweigh anything that Satan has to offer. He just dresses it up a little bit to fool you. Let me go back and read once again our scriptural text this morning from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And here the Bible states, it says now, and you he made alive, who were what? Who were dead in trespasses and sins, 
in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Now, we say you once walked, but the problem that we have sometimes today is people want to go back and walk once again with the world. But he says now, you, 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 you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. Uh, let, 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 let me stop right here. See, because we don't have the right to tell people, I remember when you. Because they can say the same thing about us. We all used to be something else. He says now, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Verse 4, but God who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. For it says, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. We're at once again in Christ Jesus. For the Bible says here, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of your own selves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So to go back, we have been saved from what? What does this mean? Paul says now we are dead in our sin, but I can I can feel, I, I, I can touch myself, I have all the characteristics of something that is alive and I'm doing just fine. But God is trying to teach us that we have a problem and the problem is sin. We understand that now that, that sin is a breaking of God's law. It is an offense against God. In other words, God has set some boundaries from the beginning of time. He has set some boundaries. And any time I step outside of that boundary, it's sin. But y'all know what I'm talking about. If you watch football and you step out of bounds, play stops. Somebody's going to get it, bro. When you step out of bounds, play stops. When you step out of the word of God, you are separated. Play stops. Until you get that thing right, until you step back in bounds. And then play resumes. Where? Right where you stepped out of bounds. Somebody's going to get it this morning. 
You were once dead. Now, sin is an offense against not only God, but his, his character and his nature. And God himself is insulted by sinful living. So what's the consequences of sin, Brother Spivey? Romans 6 and 23 said now that the wage of sin is death. Now, as I said before, we, 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 we have a propensity sometimes to say, well, how much does it pay? If it pays good, I want to do it. But the wage of sin is, is death. But so many want that high wage. But now, when we look at this, sometimes our, our, our mind drifts toward a physical Death. But that's not what the scripture here is talking about. We're talking about a, a spiritual death. We, we, we need to make sure that we understand one is far worse than the other. Some people say, well, I want to live forever. That's on the physical side. But when it comes to the spiritual side, yeah, you can live forever. But now, the spiritual death is far worse than the physical death because the spiritual death will separate you from God. So if you want to make heaven your home, you need to be more concerned about the spiritual than you are the physical. We're going to break this down. In just a little bit, but now that he's talking about here, it is the spiritual death that we need to be concerned about. And we know that, 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 that wherever sin is, God can't be. I'm looking, I'm waiting. God is holy. Wherever sin dwells, he can't be. And to make it more specific, Brother Ernest, can you run over to Matthew chapter 27 and verse 46? At about the ninth hour, uh -huh. Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, if he would do this to his son, do to you. If he would forsake his son, right. what makes you think he won't do the same to you? Yes, yep. We got to understand some stuff here. God is not a respecter of people or person. So Christ cried out, why have you forsaken me? And we need to understand at that moment, Christ had those sins of the world upon him. Mm -hmm. Where those sins were, God could not be. Let's make it a little bit plainer. Last week we talked about Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did God do to him? God says, you got to get out of here. You got to go. I can't be, you can't be in my presence because you have sinned. And then we looked at the consequences of those sins last week. So anytime we, we, we sin, we need to be concerned about the spiritual death. And that's why repentance is so important. Amen. 
Just because I'm alive physically doesn't mean that I'm not dead spiritually. Mm. Hmm. And we wake up in the morning and we say, I feel good. But you're a dead man walking. You're a dead man walking if you're spiritually dead. You can have all the characteristics of something that's living. You're moving, you're breathing, but spiritually, you're dead, separated from him. This was the lesson that he taught Adam and Eve. It's the lesson that he still teaches us today through the reading of his word. Now, Paul says, now, now you know, we, we were dead because of our disobedience and sin. Disobedience and sin. When you are spiritually dead, you are hopeless. You are helpless because you don't have Christ in your life. Now, when we get down to verse number two, he says, now, we are enslaved to sin. Paul says, now, we, 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 we are following, look at verse 2 with me. It says, now, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So now, what, 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 what Paul is saying, he's there, he's saying that the problem is that we've been following the wrong person. following the wrong person. So rather than us seeking and following the Lord, we have been seeking and following Satan. Now, it's one thing to follow, but it's another thing to seek and follow. Because see, what I'm seeking, I'm looking for something. And now when I find it, I'm going to get right in line with it. So we have been, Paul says now, you have been seeking and following. That's why you are dead. Because see, you're not being obedient to the word of God. You, 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 you're not concerned with what God has to say. You're not concerned with what your creator has to say. You're not concerned with the one who breathed the breath of life unto you, what he has to say. I, I'm turning my back on all of that to follow Satan. Mm. Does that make sense? No. It makes sense on one hand. What I just said, the way I explained it. But on the other hand, does it make sense for us to live like that? Not at all. But so many hmm. choose that lifestyle. That's why it's important that we explain the importance of salvation. We explain to new converts what salvation is, what it means, how they got it. Understanding our salvation. So he says now, we need to stop following Satan. And we need to start following God. 
The problem is we get so caught up in what the world has to offer. Well, the majority of those in the world say, and you've already started off on the wrong foot, when you say the majority in the world. Whatever the world is getting into, 99% of the time is contrary to what God would want you to do. But see, we get in trouble because we want to imitate, we want to mimic the world because it's what the majority said. I want to walk around with my underwear showing. It's cool. That's what the world is doing. I want to listen to music that's filled with profanity and degrading to our systems because that's what the world is listening to. And we don't understand how smart Satan is. See, you can, you can run away from a whole lot of sin, but see, you don't have to do anything to listen to the music. Y'all going to miss this now. Hmm. You turn 92Q on, and they're bumping some stuff. The beat sounds good, and whenever the beat sounds good, you pick up on the words a little bit easier. And all day long, oh, yeah. you got Beyonce bumping on your mind. Oh, boy. $150 last night for some of those tickets on the cheap end. Yes, 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 yes. When the plate comes around today, you'll give Beyonce $150. How much you going to give God? I'm coming. We're keeping it real. I'm coming. In season. Out of season. Which means there's not a wrong season for me to tell you about the word of God. We, we, we need to make sure that we're following the right person. That's what Paul is, is trying to, to get across to us today. We got to realize, church, that any time we are following the world, it's contrary to what God would have us to do. Brother Ernest, can you get uh, James chapter 4 and verse 4, please? James chapter 4 and verse 4. Ye adulterers and mm -hmm. adulteresses, mm -hmm. know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Mm -hmm. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. See, you can't do what the world does. You can't live like the world and be in a relationship with God. Come on, y'all. You can't live in two places at one time. You can't serve two masters. So if you're following Satan, hmm. you can't be following God. See, we gotta, we gotta understand what Satan works, how he works. Satan got put out of heaven. So why would he want you to go? It's not hard. It's not rocket science. God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. We don't read it. It's not hard to get to heaven. 
He got it. Right here. If I had to go to Milwaukee, I'd put it on my GPS. It would tell me where to turn, where to turn, where to turn. If you want to get to heaven, the Bible tells you how to get there. You know why a lot of people won't get to heaven? They don't follow directions. And a lot of them don't want to make heaven their home. Heaven is the only place that if you don't get there, it's because you don't want to go. It's not because you can't afford it. The price has already been paid. All you got to do is follow the instruction. And people still don't want to make it their home. Verse 3 gets a little bit deeper. Verse 3 says, not only are we dead because we have offended God, and we are following the wrong person, but he says now we are dead because we are obeying the wrong desire. We are obeying the wrong desire. Y'all remember when Sprite had this commercial that says, obey your thirst? They turn that thing up. So anytime you get thirsty, they want to do the reach for a Sprite. Well, see, you can't live your Christian life like that. Anytime you want to do something, you just can't do it. So Sprite said, obey your thirst. Now, we got to be careful as a Christian because Lay said you can't eat just one. Y'all want me to break that down? Let me give you scripture for that. You got scripture earnest for that? James. Let's give them all. Uh, uh, let's go to James, yeah, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. Uh -huh. For when he is tried, yes. he shall receive the crown of life, uh -huh. which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and is enticed. There you go. Then when lust have conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. So what he's saying is, you might go somewhere one day or one mm. night. Mm -hmm. You look around and you don't see anybody from church. Oh, and you say, I can do this. Mm. Ain't nobody here. But now you commit that one sin. Yeah. And ooh, next thing you know, I can go back next week. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody going to be there. But you're forgetting God is yeah. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So when I say you can't eat just one, mm. see, one sin, if that thing is not corrected, can lead you into another sin, and into another sin. So we got to be careful that, 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 that we don't have a slogan for our Christian life that says, obey your thirst. Because, see, Satan will have you drinking some stuff mm, yeah. that you don't need to be drinking. Uh, uh. But now, 
Paul says what we are doing here is we're carrying out the desires of our heart. I'm carrying out what I want to do. Rather than seeing what the will of God is, I'm going to do what it is I want to do. I want to live the way I want to live. This is my life. Just like Nike says, just do it. There's a place for everybody that wants to just do it. It's a place for everybody that wants to just do it. But now, Paul says, you ought to be changing your way of thinking. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 tells us now that our mind needs to be set on things above. Throughout the course of the day, how many times do you think on things above? You know, we finish washing some dishes in the morning. Ooh, it's time for days of our lives. And then another one comes on. And then another one comes on. And then it's time for you to start dinner. Not once have you thought about things above. We go to work and we work eight hours a day. We concentrate on getting that task done. But how many times do we just stop and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want to make heaven my home, so, 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 so if I've done, if I said anything, forgive me. It can be something as simple as that. Salvation is important, church. It's the only way that you're going to make heaven your home. But now, when we get to, to verse 3, verse 3 kind of sums up the whole thing because now verse 3 says now because of these things that you've done because of these decisions that you've made you really are subject to the wrath of God now this 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 wrath is a is a righteous judgment in other words God is not punishing you because he gets mad this is a righteous judgment in other words, breaking the law requires a punishment. And so God is going to, his wrath is going to be in a just manner. In other words, he's not going to discriminate against you. And so punishment, that separation from God, is a requirement of the law. So because we have been disobedient, because we have followed the wrong person, because we have given in to our desires, Paul is saying, you know what, you, you, you really are subject to the wrath of God. Something needs to be done to you because of what you have done. But now, God has every right to stop at verse 3 and says, I'm going to bring judgment on you. And so now we need to look at, I'm saved by what? And so God really wants us to be with him. 
Remember John 3, 16, he says, for, you know, if whoever so believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He doesn't want any of us to perish. Not one of us does he want to perish. And that's why when we go into verse 4, those two words are crucial. Those two words are the most important words in our scriptural text. It says now, but God. But is a conjunction that draws two opposite thoughts together. I've done all of this against you, God, but God is going to do something. God says, in his own infinite wisdom, he says, now you're worth something. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to step in right here. I'm going to intervene right here. I don't want you to perish, so I'm going to do something for you that you can't do for yourself. I'm going to do something that even though you think you're big enough to do, you can't do it. In other words, God could have left us in that condition. That's what we deserved. Think about that. God could have left us right there and had every right to do so. Every right to leave us in that condition. But now, verse 4 says, but God, who is rich in mercy, his mercy is never going to run out. So every time he checks his bank account to make an analogy, and he says, well, how much mercy is in here? It, you, it's, it's still full, God. But, 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 but I, I bless so many people today. It's still full, God. So he's rich in mercy. And because of his great love with which he loved us, I want you to catch this now, he acted. Now we miss this sometimes. In other words, what God did was God put his love into action. God's love compelled him to do something. And as we said last week, I can tell my wife all day long, I love you, but if I never put that into action, if I'm never compelled to show her that I love her, it's going to go in one ear and out the other ear. Because we say talk is cheap. Show me that you love me. God says, okay, John 3.16, I love you so much. What's he going to give us, God? I'm going to give you my son. Woo! We don't even want to give each other $5 sometimes. But God says, I'm going to love you so much. Here's my son. That's love, church. Hey, hey, it moved him to do something. He says, I don't want you to perish, so, so I'm going to show you how much. I love you. 
And now God didn't do this because we have something to offer God. <laughs> and this is what baffles me right here. <clears throat> we don't have anything to offer God, but, but, but have you ever bartered? Have you ever <laughs> bartered with God? Come on, we have. God, you know what? If you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. Now, when you think about that, think about how stupid that sounds. God, if you do this for me now, come on now. You do this for me, I'm going to do this for you. God doesn't need us to do anything. Anything for him. Everything belongs to him. So we can't bother with him. We just need to be thankful that he blesses us. And so God didn't step in and intervene because we're good moral people. We continue to sin. James says what? We all have sinned. Not only have we sinned, but we have fallen short. We have missed the mark. We forget that sometimes. We, 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 we get up on Lord's Day morning and we, and we dress up and we smell good and we think that we are more than what we are. I'm coming this morning. We are no more when we get in here than we were when we were out there. And because when he says we all have sinned, I can't look at you and pass judgment on you when I've done the same thing. We need to get over this. I remember when. But God says, I've forgotten it. I've cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. So if you're still struggling with it, who's got the problem? You need to get that right with God. I'm moving on. We're still struggling over some stuff 10, 20 years ago. You won't let it go, but God has. That's between you and God. And you better get that thing right. God is rich in his mercies. He loves us with a great love. And so Paul goes on and, 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 and he gets this word called grace. So when it comes to, to grace, he says, now, we, we, we are receiving something that we don't deserve. But go back to verse 4 and look at what it is that we are receiving. He says, now, but God made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's an important verse, church. Look at what he has done for us. He has made us alive. Some verses say he has quickened us. Same thing. Quickened, he has made us alive. We were dead in our sins, but now God has made us alive. The death that we spoke of earlier was that spiritual death. So in other words, we said spiritual death brought about separation from God. 
For he says he has quickened us. He has made us alive. We go from separation to reconciliation. So in other words, when we are saved, when we are made alive, we are brought back into our relationship with God. How did we get there? I'm going to show you. We got there through the death of Christ. The Bible says now he became the propitiation. The propitiation. And then it says, it brings up, he says, now, we have been redeemed. Now, when I was a little boy, we take bottles. We take soda bottles. Take them back to the store and redeem them for a nickel apiece. So in other words, when it comes to redemption, we have, we, we, we have somebody has paid the price to get something in return. Christ redeemed us. God looked at him and he said, now, I need somebody to be the propitiation. I need somebody to redeem these people. Christ says, here I am. Send me. I like when the Bible says, while we were yet still sinners. Not just anybody died, but Christ died for us. I can't get you to pick me up on the side of the road. But Christ died for us while we were still in a sinful condition. That's love once again. So salvation is important. The propitiation, the redemption is what Christ has done. In other words, God said, you know what? I, 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 I need somebody to pay the price for the sins of the world. I need somebody that is without spot or blemish. He didn't have to look for he said, Jesus, my son, I got a job for you. Christ being obedient to the Father came to earth, took on flesh. He became God in the flesh. Aren't you glad this morning? Aren't you glad this morning? When he quickened us, he's now given us an opportunity to be in a relationship with the Father. We are in a relationship. And I know what you're thinking. Brother Bobby, how, how did God do this? If you drop down to verse 13 in the same chapter, you'll get the short answer. He says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You still need some clarification. Let's go to Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 26. I'm going to give you a little bit more clarification. And here the Bible says, now for all have sinned and, and, and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift. He says, now through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, we just finished talking about that, whom God put forth as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. In other words, now it says now this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. 
Come on, somebody. Do you still need clarification? In other words, God put forth Jesus as the sacrifice for our sin. Is that easy enough for us this morning? So the death of Christ was the mean by which God brought us back to him. I like to symbolize it this way. Man was separated from God. Christ went to the cross on his outstretched arms. He was bridging the gap between God and man. All you got to do now to bridge that gap is to put your faith in him, put your trust in him, and you can walk from one side to the other side. You can get that salvation that will get you from here to there. You can be and have that hope that one day you can make heaven your home. Is that what you want this morning? Yes, sir. It comes through the gift of grace and through your faith. It's not a hard process. It's not a hard concept. There's nothing hard about becoming a Christian. (laughs) The hard part is staying faithful unto death. But you know what? God in his infinite wisdom he says, you know what, I know you might mess up from time to time. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me write something in here. Kind of like a get out of jail free from time to time. He says, now all you got to do is, is repent of that thing. Repent of what you, I, I know you have transgressed it. So all you got to do is just come back and say, God, I'm sorry. I know I've done wrong. And he says, now there might be some consequences for your actions, but I still love you. You remember the prodigal son? When the son left, he said, give me what's mine. And he left. It took a little while for him to come to his senses. And when he hit rock bottom, he said, you know what? I had it far better in my father's house. There's a moral to the story, church. Sometimes when we leave the father's house, we say, give me what's mine. And we take it back into the world. And Satan say, yeah, I got him back. But then when you hit rock bottom, you realize I had it far better in my father's house. And like the prodigal's father would wait every day and look, maybe my son will come home today. God is waiting for you to come home. And when the father looked afar off and he saw the son coming, he said, let's make some preparations. My son that was lost has returned back to me. Give me the fatted calf. Put some shoes on his feet. Put a robe on his back. Come on, y'all. Let's celebrate that which was lost is now found. When he came back, he said, you are now part of the family. Just because he left, they didn't take him out of the family. He didn't come out of the genealogy of the family. He was just missing for a while. When people leave here and they're missing for a while, they're still part of the family. So when they come back, what we need to do is say, Woo, there he is. Welcome back. Redemption. Paul says, you are saved by grace. Yes. And that grace is a gift. It's funny how we'll take everything else people have to offer us as a gift, but we won't accept Christ. It is. 
and we will not accept it. Paul repeatedly points this out. By grace you have been saved, in verse number five. By grace you have been saved through faith, in verse number eight. This is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. And it's not the results of works. So we don't get to take credit for this gift. It's God's gift to us. And God did this because he is rich in mercy. And because he doesn't want any of us to perish. Brother Ernest, can you get 2 Peter 3, 9, please? 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. It just brings home what we just said. That he didn't want any of us to perish. The Lord is not slack mm -hmm. concerning his promise. Uh -huh. As some men count slackness. But is long suffering towards us. Not willing that any should perish, mm -hmm. but that all should come to repentance. Now, when we get to verse 10, what is it that God really wants us to do? What, 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 what are we saved for? Verse 10 says, now, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So God did this, church, so that we can become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have been made new. So now there should be a change of thought, a change of purpose, because we now have to live for Jesus. We have to make sure that we are following the right person that we are following the right desires because, see, we now have been created for good works. So if you're looking for the meaning of life and for what your purpose is in life, Paul says it in verse 10, that you should be walking in good works. Are we walking in good works this morning? So now, in order for us to, to walk in these good works, Paul says, you know what? You, you, you've got to place your faith in somebody. It's got to be placed in Jesus so you can get this grace. See, faith in Jesus means now <clears throat> you're going to follow and you're going to obey what Christ says. You're going to belong to him. You're going to change your lifestyle. Why, Brother Spivey? Because now you have heard of a better way to live, and it was according to the word of God. And now when you heard that, you believed what it was you heard. And because I believe what it was I've heard, now God says I need to call you to repentance. So what you need to do now is, 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 is do a 180. Stop, stop following the people you've been following. Stop, stop dressing like the world. Stop being enticed by the world. Do what it is God would have you to do. In other words, now, once you repent, you need to confess him. What am I confessing? I'm confessing that he is the son of God. I am confessing that through his blood, through his death, 
I have been brought back into a relationship with God. Tell somebody that. Confess that he is the son of the true and living God. And then the Bible says, you know what you need to do? You need to be immersed in this watery grave of baptism. Why? Paul says that it's the same thing Christ went through. He was crucified. He died. He was buried. On the third day, he rose up again. When I get baptized, I go through the same steps. I die to sin. I get buried in this watery grave of baptism. I come out of that water, a new creature in Christ Jesus. The same steps. The Bible says I can be now be raised with him. It's that newness of life that we need to be concerned about. Not the physical death anymore. Because the Bible says what? I have been quickened. I have been made alive. But Spiva, you just said a whole lot. Yeah, I did. And I'm almost finished. But when you come up out of this watery grave of baptism, the Ephesian writer says, you know what? Now, you need to do your best to live faithful unto death. And then you need to, you need to promise that when I fall short, when I miss the mark, I'm going to confess those things to you, Father, so I can get right back in the race. But now the importance is knowing that once you repent of those things, that you get right back in the race, you need to know that God is a just God. And when he tells you, I'm going to cast those into the sea of forgetfulness, never to come upon you. Again, that's his goodness again. When God says, I forgive you and I forget it, I'm done. Lesson learned. Hmm. But Spivey, you, you, you said a whole lot. Yeah, but what I've just told you is God's plan of salvation. It's not hard. God's plan of salvation. So why did you bring this lesson, Brother Spivey? Because see, somewhere along your walk, you're going to have to explain. You're going to have to explain this. Why are you a member over there? Because of, I want this salvation that can only be found in Christ Jesus. Well, how do I get in Christ Jesus? Let me explain God's plan of salvation to you. It's not hard, church. We need to get back. Remember I said, remember when? We need to get back to when we were not afraid to have Bible studies. Right. We're not afraid to tell people about Christ. Yeah. Right now, we, we, we become so fickle that we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. God is not going to be pleased with that, and he's going to hold right. us accountable. Right. We tiptoe around. So much is going on, but we, it's going on because we don't want to stand up for it. Gay pride parades downtown. And I might see one of us running around. And I wish I had a, I could just, you know, go up to the screen and just thump you through the screen when I see you doing something like that. But if you were here this morning, no matter what it is that you need, whether you need prayer, you have transgressed God's laws, you have stepped out of bounds. 
and you want to get that thing right, you can by just coming and making your request known. Whether you need prayer, prayer changes things. But the most important concept and thought of the day is if you are not a member of the body of Christ, you can't make heaven your home. We've gone through God's plan of salvation. And whatever it is that you need, we always say, church, God is able. So as you examine yourself, examine yourself according to the word of God. And as we are about to extend the invitation, examine yourself. If you just want to tell us how good God has been, and he has truly been good. If he's worked in your life, then tell somebody. But whatever it is you need, I want to ask you to stand and make those requests known. Will you come, please? Do we have one this morning? Wonderful story of love. Wake the immortal strain. Angels with rapture announce it. Shepherds with wonder receive it. May there be another this morning. Sinner, oh, won't you believe it? Wonderful story of love. Wonderful. Don't be ashamed, church. Wonderful. You can leave here lighter than you came in by getting rid of some sin. God has a wonderful weight loss program. Better than acting. Wonderful story of love. Whether it be another this morning. Wonderful story of love. Church, I don't care what it is you're going through. God is able to work that thing out. Wonderful story. Sometimes we need to be long suffering just like God is. Give God a chance to intervene in some issues in your life. Give God a chance to show you what needs to be done in your life. Don't give Down up. From the crystal bright if you have examined yourselves, you may be seen. It's not too late. Wonderful story of love. Wonderful. Church, if you're going through some stuff that you just can't seem to see the end, let God help you. Let there be another this morning. Wonderful story of love. Not too late. Wonderful story of love. Jesus provides a rest. Wonderful story of love. For all the pure and blessed. Rest in those mansions above us. With those who've gone on before us, singing the rapturous chorus, wonderful story of love, wonderful, 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 wonderful story Y'all made me lose my voice in here this morning. <clears throat> but I want to thank you for listening. It, it is truly important that we understand salvation. You know, and, and it's important, church, that we know how to explain this thing to people. You know, just telling somebody, you need to be saved. It's like you telling me I need a new catalytic converter on my car. I have no idea how to change it or how to put it on. 
But when you tell somebody you need to be saved, you know how to change it. You know what needs to be put on. It's Christ. And he's a one side. Fits all. So I want to thank you for listening. And I hope that we've said something this morning that will help you understand your salvation. Thank you for listening, church. <laughs> yes, it was a wonderful job, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Ah, <laughs> let the church say amen again. <laughs> I got a few things out of that lesson today. <laughs> it, it was a whole bunch in that, y'all. <laughs> one, one of the things I got is that God is rich in mercy. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> no, no matter how much we mess up, <laughs> God is still standing there. Remember when he talked about the prodigal son? God is looking there waiting for the child to come back. Amen. Now he ain't going to go out there and get you now. <laughs> it's up to you to come back. <laughs> but he's waiting for you. <laughs> God is rich in mercy. The next thing I get is that we are saved by grace. <laughs> saved by grace. And it says it's not by any works that we've done <laughs> unless any man should boast. You know, you got some folks in there, well, you know, I've done this and I've done that. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> we're, as Brother Moore says, we are all just a bubble on the water. <laughs> Filthy rags in God's eyesight. <laughs> it is God that is the creator and he is the one that we should be looking up to. Because that 10th that verse, remember that he read, says that we are made in his image and for his purpose. Are we doing his purpose? I'll leave that with you. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have several that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Candace Moore is coming stating that she is sin and she has asked him for the prayers of the church, not only for her, but also for her uh, family as well. Want to say that we are glad to see Sister Darlene Jones back with us today, uh, knowing that she was out sick last week, and also glad to see Sister Connie Spence back in our presence uh, after she was recovering from her stay in the hospital. And speaking of Connie Spence, uh, she also would like to thank the congregation and everyone for their prayers for her and her sister and for Dion as well. Uh, she wants everybody to know that they're all doing better uh, and she wants to continue to pray for all of them, that they can continue to make a full recovery as well. Brother John Phillips, uh, he's coming, thanking the congregation for your prayers as well. He says he, Yvonne uh, is back home. Uh, she's received the kidney transplant, and she got the kidney from her son, and he's doing okay. <laughs> and uh, he also wants us to pray for one of his co-workers, Robin uh, Matthews, uh, there in hospice care with a various uh, cancer. He'd also like to thank the congregation. He says that, uh, that Eleanor and Gina, that they are doing well at this time. 
and he wants us to remember Sister Andrea Shelton in our prayer. She's uh, not feeling well today, and so he wants us to pray for her as well. Brother Ernest Davis has come and stated that he is sinning and he is asking for the prayers of the church and he'd just like to thank God for a speedy recovery and for everyone's prayers. You know, God is good, y'all. The type of procedure that he had, everybody don't go through it the same way. <laughs> but from the beginning, he said, you know, I ain't felt no pain. <laughs> Now, now, God's just good. <laughs> what would you say, Brother Glenn? That you felt something on yours, didn't you? <laughs> he had the same procedure just about. <laughs> but that's just showing you how good God is. <laughs> Sister Carol Merritt, uh, she's also uh, coming, wanting to thank the congregation. Uh, she says that uh, she is thankful to God because she's cancer-free now. And she's thankful to him for his healing. And so she's asking that we continue to pray for her and also pray because she's going to be traveling too. And so she is asking for traveling grace. So having said that, need y'all to go to the throne with me and remember these. Because if I forget anyone, y'all can pick up the slack. <laughs> we want to be able to get a prayer past the ceiling. And just remember, if we forget, God already knows. <laughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful for all that you've done for us, Heavenly Father. And we, we, thank, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be here this day. Father, you didn't have to let us wake up this morning, but we're just thankful that you did. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless the servant they brought the message. We are thankful for the message, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for all your words and that that you've done in your Holy, in your Holy Word through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you most of all for your son and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Father, we come mindful of all that have come to make their wishes known. We ask that you would please bless each and every one of them. Those that are dealing with health issues, we ask that you would continue to bless them as well, Heavenly Father, and heal them. Father, we ask that you would please bless those that are traveling. Please be with them as well. Amen. Grant us the strength and the courage, Heavenly Father, to do your will your way and to be better servants in the future than we have in the past. Now, on that behalf, we ask that you would please forgive us of our sins, Heavenly Amen. Father. And we ask that you forgive us all, for we all have sinned and come short of thy glory. Father, we are thankful for the one that you have added to the body, Heavenly Father, this past week. And we ask that you would continue to bless him and strengthen him, Heavenly Father, that he can be that which you would have him to be. Help us, Heavenly Father, to encourage him and to put our arms of protection around him, Heavenly Father. And not just him, but help us to put our arms of protection around each other and help us to be there for one another. Continue to bless our children, Heavenly Father. Bless our leaders of this world. Help them to study peace and not war. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to bless those that are behind prison walls and even those in mental institutions. Continue to be with us all, Heavenly Father, and just grant us those things which you see we stand in need of. 
those that are struggling with just every day-to-day -day life, please grant them the things in which they stand in need of as well. Bless the homeless, Heavenly Father, and, and all of those that are in need, and help us to do what we can to help them out as well. Continue to be with us all, and we just want to say thank you for all that you've done. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Find a way for me. I know the Lord will find a way for me. If I walk in heaven's light, shun the wrong and do the right i know the lord will find a way for me as we prepare for the offering and the communion let us all notice page 231 that is page 231 hilltops of glory Page two, three, one. All found? Let us all sing. Onward rejoicing, I tread life's way. Higher I'm climbing each passing day. Hilltops of glory now rise in view where all shall be made new. Hilltops of glory I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Way down in Egypt, mid burning sand, Moses has started for Canaan's land. Never turn backward, always ascend onto the journey's end. Hilltops of glory, I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain, I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Now, reports for our service, we focus on the collection. Remember the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's please pray for the collection. Heavenly Father, at this time, we thank for the collection that's been taken up. We pray that we've given a way that is pleasing and unto you. Uh, we thank for the ability to be able to provide, and we thank for being able to give as we prosper. And most of all, we thank for your offering, which is your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we focus more on the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, Reading Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 29 of Jesus Christ, his disciples, and the Last Supper. Starting at verse 26, it reads, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it, 
gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood in the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth for this fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, at this time, we thank you, God, for your Son. We thank you for this time of remembrance. We thank you for his body and his blood, which was set on, on the cross for remission of sins. We pray we would not take either of those emblems or symbols for granted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may now take the bread. You may now take the cup. Verse 30 reads, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This concludes the portion of our service. For our closing song this morning, we will all know it's page 111. That is page 111. Come we that love the Lord. Page 111. You'll be seeing the first verse only. All found? Let us all stand and sing. Come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord. Join in a song with sweet accord. And thus surround a throne, and thus surround a throne. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion, we're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Let's all pray. Dear God, we come to you again saying thank you, Father. We thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the service that we've had, Father. We pray that everything uh, has been done uh, decently in the order, Father, to the best of our abilities. Father, uh, thank you for the singing, the praying. Thank you for the lesson, Father, that we had about, our, about understanding our salvation. Father, we pray that as we live our life uh, that we will try to resemble it of that of Christ and also share also share with others, Father, uh, what it means to be saved and how, and how it positively affects our life as well, Father. Father, as we uh, go throughout this week, Father, we pray that we will continue to trust you, Father, um, uh, even though it may be situations, Father, that we may not understand or just still trying to just walk along, Father, we pray that we will continue to uh, give our best effort, understanding, Father, uh, that you're going to make a way for us, Father. Thank you again for the new comfort, Father, we had um, a couple of days ago. Father, we pray that we will continue to uplift, uplift him, continue to um, support him in every way possible, Father, that he may stay on the straight and narrow path. Father, please be with us all that we may just continue to uh, do right, uh, just continue to uh, be happy about being a Christian, Father, and that we may just uh, do the best we can. 
Uh, Father, uh, as we leave today, we ask for prayers for traveling grace as well, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.